What is up, Internet? This is the second episode, first actual episode with official content of a black guy and a white guy walked in the studio with your man, Pate Smith and... Elliot Harris. Elliot W. Harris. What happened to the Samuel L. Jackson? It's Elliot still w. there. I'm just... I'm, dude, I'm lazy. That's what it happened to the... <laughs> Elliot W. Harris. I mean, my movie rights have not cleared yet, so that's why I didn't use it. But yes, Elliot W. Harris. You can definitely find me on Facebook underneath that. And I'm here with Pate G, because he's a gangster Smith, man. Pate G. Smith. But, you know, before we get into the podcast, Elliot, I got to tell the people about something. Mm. Say what, Pate? I'm a new homeowner. You are a new homeowner. Got a home. I got two little babies. They just, I think they're 10 weeks old at this point. <laughs> I think I think they're 10 weeks they old. They might be 11. <laughs> Gorge, depends on when you listen to oh, this. Oh, that's just like a dad. Gorgeous babies. Right. And two I want, little twin girls. Now, I want to say something real quick. I've seen your twin girls uh, on Facebook, not in person as of yet. I need to get out there to you see You got to come see them. I want to. They look just like you guys. Uh, but regardless of that being said, I noticed they wear like name tags on a consistent basis. It was like like yeah. little like receipt tags hanging off these kids mm-hmm. all the time. That's a, every picture I see. Like that's oh, a that's a uh, pass fire. fire holder. But still, it has their names on it because they're hard to tell apart because oh, they're twins. Yeah. Um, but you know, as a new homeowner, I'm going to tell you one thing, man. What's up? When you move into a house and it's new to you or new construction, okay. I'm going to tell you what you need to have happen. What's you need up? to have your carpets cleaned. Yeah. You know, do you know why? Uh, because they get funky and dirty and dogs piss on them. That's true, but the number one filter in your house is not actually your air filter system. It's actually your carpet. Okay. Because when you walk in, the crap from outside gets in that carpet. Right. And I'm going to tell you, with two little babies, I don't want them crawling around on poop from outside, even if I didn't know I'd poop on my shoe. There's a little bit of little microscopic <laughs> poop particles. I don't want it to happen. Okay. So... I, my wife, actually, my wife cares more than I do because yeah. she's like, the babies are doing tummy time. We got to get these carpets clean. Tummy time. I like how she said That's that. That's what it's called, man. And so I said, all right. So I, 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 you know, I've got a homie, Jeremiah, with 180 Carpet Cleaning. I hit him up. I've used him in the past. He's amazing. Yeah. He does grout and tile cleaning as well. But I said, all right, Jeremiah, here we go. Um, I'm going to have you come over. I, I spilled some, uh, I dropped some ribs. You know, I talked about that in a previous podcast. It was a sad situation. I dropped an entire slab of ribs, stained my carpet. But most importantly, I wanted these carpet cleaned for my little babies. And I said to because I called Jeremiah because it was Memorial Day weekend, and I did not want to have to clean my carpets. Hold on. He, you called him on Memorial Day weekend, and well, he came? Uh, well, you know, he was going to clean up for Memorial Day weekend. Okay, okay. And if I did it, I was going to have to do it that Sunday, and I wanted to chill with my friends. I didn't want to clean my carpets. I was, you know, looking at an entire day, moving furniture. Gotcha. And I said, Jeremiah, how much is it going to cost me, man? Now, remember, going to, if, when I went to Menards, they quoted me 69 for all the stuff plus the materials, not even the, like, carpet deodorizer, just the normal stuff, Not, mm. and there's no guarantee that I'm going to get the stains out. Jeremiah said 99 bucks, three-room special. What? And that's what I needed because I basically needed my entire downstairs, you know, outside of the living quarters done. 99 bucks, you get three rooms with 180 carpet cleaning, Jeremiah. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, my wife was so happy. Our carpet was legitimately downstairs a new shade of white. Um, I mean, I'll tell you this right now. $30 more dollars, literally actually less than $30 more dollars than I would have spent if I would have done it myself. Um, and I had Jeremiah come out and do it personally. He's the business owner. Right. He just comes out and crushes, does his thing. 
knocks it out. It's not even a question. Um, so if you want to get up with those guys, what you're going to need to do is the easiest way. Now I'm going to give you guys a number, but you're not going to write the number down. You're not going to take note on that from this. What you're going to want to do is you're going to want to get on Google. You're going to want to get on your Yahoo search engine. If you're weird and use Bing, right. I don't know. It's, Bing. You ever, <laughs> you ever use Bing? I have not used it in a while. I know. Is it still around? It is. You know okay. what? So you want to hear something interesting? Uh, Bing, for a while, their number one search was on Bing was Google. Was it? How hilarious is that? That is, The yeah, number one right? search for search engines was Google. But get on your, you know, Yahoo search engine. I don't know what you use. And put in 180 carpet cleaning. There you go. And you are going to get Omaha's best carpet cleaner. I'm not just saying that Boom. because they're a podcast sponsor because I don't support anything or mention anything on this podcast that I don't believe in just right. because I'm not cheapening my name. Right. But get up with them. Oma, uh, 180 Carpet Cleaning, Omaha, Nebraska. If you want to call them, I'm going to hit you with that number now, but it's just easier to Google them, press call, and then press call again on your phone. But that number is 402 709 3302 and tell them Peyton Elliott from a black guy and a white guy walked in the studio sent you. Tell them you heard about them on the podcast. Tell them you want the $99 special. If you got more rooms, I know he does uh, really great rates. He, I think he beats anybody in town. Mm. That's his deal. Elliot, I mean, you know, if you needed your carpet clean, would you rather do it yourself and it cost you basically the same amount? You do a crappier job. Or would you rather call the best for the same price? Uh, Pate, let me think about this. Hail to the no. I don't want to do it myself. I've done it myself many of times before. Uh, you know, you, you buy those carpet cleaners, everything of that nature. They're expensive. You don't really use them as much, you know. And when you do need them, you know, the, the stain's so far gone and you mistreat the stain and it becomes, like, embedded in your mm. carpet and you, know? you leave a residue you, oh my dude, goodness there the carpet no matter what you do is always a little bit sooty right you know what i'm saying right not jeremiah's dude you cut that stuff is clean is it yeah, dude it's crisp that's what's up man it's like you just got your shirt shirt starched by your grandma you know what i'm talking about right. your grandma iron your shirt you starch you just perfect perfect you know, seams that'll cut you. That's how Jeremiah's carpet seams is. Seams that will cut you. Yeah, you know I don't what I'm talking about. Well, yeah, but you have kids that have tummy time, so you want to cut up the tummies of the kids that have tummy time. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, but they're, they're crisp, though. I get yeah, you. Yeah, they're legit. You. Awesome. So what what do you got going on this week, Elliot, man? Tell me tell me what is going on in the life of Elliot W. Harris before we get into this podcast with Pete and Natalie. Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, you know what I got going on this week with Elliot Harris is, you know what, I'm into looking into purchasing a new casa you know what i'm saying so definitely uh looking at different areas here in omaha this city is a Hashtag great tag blessed buying a new house <laughs> boom like all day right uh but no you know with that being said you, you you look around town you're trying to find something nice you don't know whether you should go for an apartment or a condo or or a house you know off down an old market what are you exa looking for exactly what are you looking for well i have a great friend jeff gearing uh and he's definitely the guy to talk to at mercury builders and contractors uh they have some great villas some great villas villas out there in the castle creek uh area so uh that's definitely out there a little bit further out west but there's a lot of peacefulness happening out there i think you live out I that moved, route i moved out west because i said you know what i'm going away from the downtown life out to the burbs out to the burbs i love that i got a wife i got two kids i gotta live in the burbs you gotta live in the burbs look at you that's like the, that's like the signature thing to do here in omaha right oh, oh i yeah. got i'm having kids i gotta move out of my my awesome condo or my awesome house and move up west to the burbs but regardless of that being said no worries about that because you know jeff gearing and his crew out there mercury are taking care of a lot of folks out there 
brand new villas out there in the Castle Creek area. Uh, you know, they have large master closets, bathrooms with walk-in showers, and has uh, his and her sinks. I love that part because when I shave, you know, I get, you know, the little small curly cues mm -hmm. in the sink no, and the girl doesn't like it and then she ends up getting mad and she leaves and then I'm sad again and I'm by myself. Hold on, let's stop real quick. Go ahead. Man, did you say walk-in shower? Yeah. Oh, I said closet, but shower too. I'm sorry. I was you jumped you jumped all ahead of me. There you is a walk-in shower. You were talking about that double sink and I heard walk-in. Well, I like, said oh, well, it was walk-in, it was walk-in closet, but there is a walk-in shower as well. It's like that really awesome Kanye West style walk-in shower. We can have one to two to three to four to five. Doesn't matter how many girls you want in there. Or friends. Mm -hmm. You know, in the shower. You can have that. Definitely in the shower. I mean, I've seen pictures of this shower online. And when you saw pictures of the shower, let's go back to that. Were they not immaculate because they have this new 360 camera that allows you to go into the villa allows you to actually enter the villa and watch it and look at it that allows you to enter the villa and look at it from all angles 360 like if you're in a video game you're literally, literally in a villa playing in the call of duty <laughs> you can walk in the shower off mercury contracts website stand and look from where you would be looking if you're looking out of the shower so Correct. if you said to yourself like oh i want to see what it was like if i had a shorty come over to the house and stay with me and i'm showering and i want to make sure that you know while she's laying in bed i can still see the bed from the shower to know if she's checking my text messages exactly you can get all mercury contractors website and do the 360 walkthrough you can yes sir but you know the, the one thing that i'm interested in elliot is uh you know why these villas like what makes them special because you know i've heard you talk about them for a couple weeks now you're like dude you gotta see these you know like what it, what is the selling point because the people need to know i mean location 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 like i said before or like you said actually mm -hmm. earlier you know if you have a family and you want to go to a different uh area in town that's more of a suburban lifestyle excuse me if you have a family and you want to go to a, a different area in town that has a more suburban lifestyle this is definitely the place for you not only that it doesn't have to be a, a complete family deal it's a great place for a retirement as well. I mean, I you think know? that's, you know, my parents, uh, they're um, from the South and we've got grandkids, you know, they're looking at a spot and I mean, Mercury Contractors in this villa I know is attractive to them because um, A, it's like a little slice of home. It has just immaculate, you know, like home accessories. We're talking about um, granite, <laughs> yeah, granite. You want granite for sure. Dude, just legit. Every, isn't it every surface? It is. Is granite? Yes, correct. Yeah, so, you know, my parents coming from a nice place down south, they don't want to come up here to, you know, a less than stellar, let's say, living arrangement in a condo or an apartment or something like that. So put them out here in the villas. And, you know, also one thing they don't want to have to worry about is snow removal. Oh, my goodness. They have that. that. That's included. They have that. But you, you know, one thing that I don't want to have to do is get up and shovel some snow before my wife goes to work. I dang sure don't want to do it for my parents. Too. Right. They have that. They have all of that for you, man, for sure. I that's mean, that's included. That's that's not even that's not even an upcharge. That's what you get with this full service. You get the Kanye West shower. You get the walk-in closet. You get. We haven't mentioned it, but high-profile molding. That's correct. So here's what we want you guys to do. Tell them how to get in touch with them. Awesome. Yeah. As far as it's concerned, we all like to be mobile with everything we do, and we all like to be on the internet. That's how you found us. A black guy and a white guy goes in the studio. So definitely find them in the same direction, all right? Okay? 
go online. You can find them at www.mercurybuilders.com. Again, that's www.mercurybuilders.com. Or if you're here in the Omaha area, you can go visit them at their brick and mortar location. And I'll give you that address right here. It's all right. So it's 2828 South. 1448th Street, Omaha, Nebraska, 68164. Again, that's Mercury Builders. You can see them online or you can call them if you like as well. And I'll give that number out to you because I'm just so awesome on that nature. It's going to be 402-689-1423. It's not like an infomercial, but I'm not because it's real. It's awesome. Sham wow. You're going to eat, you're, <laughs> And we want you to tell them, tell them Peyton Elliott from the podcast sent you. That's right. What podcast is that? This is the second episode of a black guy and a white guy Let's get into in the studio. System activate. Have you heard the joke about the one time a black guy and a white guy walked into the studio and made a podcast? The podcast of Omaha, Nebraska, with hosts Elliot W. Harris and Pete Smith. This is a black guy and a white guy walked into the studio. System activated. What is up, Internet? You are here again with Pate Smith and Elliot Harris. And you guys are listening to a black guy and a white guy went to the studio. This is episode two, like I said, and we have some awesome guests for you this week. We have my man Peter Vinnerstrom. Peter is a financial analyst. Yeah, hey guys. And Natalie Zasoff, is that the correct pronunciation? Yes. And Natalie is an attorney here in Omaha. And today we are going to talk about a really fun topic, or at least what we hope is really fun, and that is this current election cycle. Boo. So, boo, what are we getting a boo for? You said it's fun, man. I mean, you're talking about this year's current election cycle? Yeah, what's not fun about it? <sighs> it's it's funny. If you want to say that much, I'll give you that. But fun, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm like, literally, do you see the way the world's going now? I, I will tell you, you have something you want to say, Pete? It's entertaining, but kind of painful. Yes, thank you. No matter you. which side you're on. Right, yeah, completely agree. I agree. But I mean, I would say the last four election cycles have been going in this direction. And I mean, I think that's what this podcast is about. It's not about who is, you know, a great, or this election cycle is about. It's not about who's a great candidate. It's about who markets more boisterously. Mm. And I mean, I think Barack laid the foundation for that eight years ago or seven years ago. And now we have Trump that says anything you can do, I can do better. Right. And that's what we have now. I'd say they did that very different ways, though, because you've got Trump who sort of appeals to a certain subset of people very strongly in a party that's very fractured. And then you had Obama that kind of ran a... uh, like ran a much better technical campaign and brought everybody under the tent really well on, on his side. But I mean, that's debatable because if we look at, he did it well, but let's, yeah, I mean, you're 100% right there. But the saying we did something well is, that's what I'm saying is debatable because, I mean, Trump just goes to show, be polarizing, right? And if you're polarizing, people are going to love you or hate you. If that's the case, you're going to get airtime. If you get airtime, you win. And I think that's what this is. People care about clickbait. Trump's the ultimate clickbait. Trump is uh, an Elite Daily article. Wow. I mean, that's what we're dealing with. Yeah, he's got an incredible amount of airtime for doing practically nothing. nothing or paying for it either. Exactly. So that's kind of a historic difference between him and other candidates. And what I think is amazing is he's basically said, hey, party, back me or you lose. 
I don't th- he he didn't even think he was gonna get this far. You know, nobody thought he would get this far. Period. I'm just gonna be quiet on that notation. You know, why are we making stupid people famous? And that's gonna kind of go into a tangent to something else I want to talk about later on. I mean, we can get into it now if it's if it's hot. What are you what are you feeling? I'm just saying. I mean, I mean, this is the point where you would have a, a Kanye West saying, "Hey, I can run for president." I mean, I got that to hit. Later I saw that. On. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 I saw that. Yeah. So. Because I mean, I think he is the response to this election. Right. Yeah. Because he's the he's basically the Democratic Party's Trump, and <laughs> my thing about it is, yeah, that's completely ridiculous that he would say that, but I can't see him losing. We all could have said the same thing about Trump this summer, too. Yeah. Last summer. Yeah. yeah. Show yeah. me how Kanye's going. Kanye, if I mean, because here's the thing. Here's what Trump did. He went out. He got companies and special interest group to, to back him because they feared not backing him. I mean, if you get that much airtime, as far as I know, like, right now, Farrah Abrams might run for president and win. Mm. Like, it's like... <laughs> Girl from Teen Mom. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up because I don't watch, you know, in, uh, any of that reality stuff. So, the girl from Teen Mom. Yeah. So this is interesting. Is when we just moved to Omaha, Mary Catherine and I, we lived in Old Market, and we are coming back from a pretty fun night out in Old Market. And it was probably about one a.m. and we're at the taco truck, and Mary Catherine like grabs me and she's like, "We've got to go now." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Either a there's something she doesn't like, or maybe she's had one too many drinks. And we need to get back to the house. And she's like, "Let me see your phones. Mine's dead." And I'm like, "Okay." And so we're like following this person all around Old Market, and I was like, "Mary Catherine, who is this?" And this is the first time I've ever heard of this person. Yeah. And it was Farrah Abrams' mom. <laughs> what? And Mary Catherine was like. That's Farrah Abrams' mom. And I was, the mom of the team. Team mom. mom. Yeah. Wow. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like, why are we following this person? What can be gained? Yeah. And she was like, my friends will never believe this. We watched her in college. Wow. Again, coming full circle. Why are we making stupid people famous? My thing about it is I don't think Trump's stupid. I think he's really smart and that's why he's here. Uh, I'm 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 just I'm just trailing off in that type of direction. Like ah, I I disagree with you. I really disagree. I mean, I mean, because what does he have? Like we, like Pete was just saying, he has nothing to offer. You know, besides this this childish like banter that he does on a continuous basis. He might have. He does have the business savvy to help us out economically. But yet, then people look back at his bankruptcy, bankruptcy. You know that he's had multiple times in his bailouts as well. You know, and that kind of plays into that and kind of almost ruins it for him. But then again, you know, you know, how are you going to make an omelet, you know, if you can't break a couple of eggs is what I think about. Yeah. I mean, plus, I mean, how many companies did he run? He ran a lot of, L- he a ran lot of a companies. Of companies. I mean, Trump, uh, shoot, Trump Airlines, you know, I mean, Trump Tower is kind of flandering as it is now. Bro, I'll tell now. you this right now. Trump Towers in Chicago is legit. And I don't I think it's booked out. And I mean his tactics are somewhat guerrilla. Isn't Trump the one that built the tower in Chicago and mm-hmm. locked out another tower? Yeah. It was like if you want your view he put the sign up, if you want your view book back, get a condo in my tower. And right. then went to something like ninety percent occupancy after that. I think that I mean, that just goes to show he doesn't take the high road, but he takes the effective road and that's his campaign. I think he represents something that, like, a lot of people, unfortunately, like. And it's that something where he says things that aren't PC, which is obvious. But it's, there's, like, a little bit of something that he says that sometimes I'm like, well, maybe I think that. Like, maybe in my darkest thoughts, and I know it's not right to think that, but maybe I do. And here he is, he's saying it. And I think 
a little bit of everybody can sort of agree with maybe one or two little dark things that we're not supposed to say out loud or agree with. And he's sort of like our Putin, if you will, where it's just like, you know what, we're just going to steamroll all the way through all of this and get exactly what we want. And it's okay if we destroy everybody else because he is, he looks out for number one. And I think a lot of people in the United States are really sick of looking out for everybody mm -hmm. and being nice. And they're just like, you know what, we want what's ours. We've worked hard. Screw this. We're going to, we're going to take what we deserve. And it's bad. And sometimes at night, like I think about how bad it is that I'm like, do I, do I like what he said today? Because I don't. Like, obviously, I'm a good person. And, like, oh, I, I. Are you? Let's keep on, keep on going. Yeah, Let's keep on, keep on talking. Yeah. Like, it's just like an inner battle with myself. But it's like most of the things he says, it's like, okay, that's ridiculous. I obviously don't support that. But then it's like, oh, maybe I like that a little bit. But I can't ever say it out loud. Yeah, yeah. And so, so what are we saying? Are we saying thank you, Trump, for digging back up, you know, issues that we thought were suppressed? Mm, racism, you know? No, those are know. the ones that are like obviously. Those are horrendous. Like, we're way past that. But then it's like the little ones where he's like when he the way he runs his campaign, he's like, you know what? If you don't want to back me, then bye. Like, I don't need you. I don't need the GOP. I don't need the money that you guys bring in. I have money, so I'm going to do and say whatever I want. And so he's just sort of like either follow me blindly or or get out of my way. And it's working because I feel like some people are like, I like this. I like this kind of, I'm just going to take what I want sort of mentality. All right, sort of maybe tie into that. I think he takes complicated problems that require effort, sacrifice, and some thought that we face like as a nation in the world, as individuals, and he makes them really simple, much simpler than they are, and then he sort of offers like a belligerent solution to them you know what i love and people him. love that you right. know what i love it's about like you know you've got hard things to deal with but no it's just like the elites that have made this over complicated it it's real simple we're just going to do this yeah it's like when pete and i go to the gym together okay we have a thought out plan trump's answer for like if pete asked me hey what are we going to lift today and we have like actual forethought and we're going to do these rep ranges and work these body parts trump would mentally say oh the gym it's going to be great just a fantastic day in the gym <laughs> yeah Right. And, and then you'd get there and you'd just put like leg weights on you and just run on the treadmill a little bit and you'd go home. <laughs> right. And, and that's expected to like turn you into like have a body of a golden god after yeah, like weeks. Right, right. Um, and he'd charge you a lot of money for he it. He would. He yeah. would. <laughs> he would argue that there was effect. And you'd be like, but there's no effect. Like, but look at here. There is effect. You're burning. You know, I mean, he would. That is what I actually love about him. I mean, even when people call him out on his crap, Ted Cruz, it's like. I'm unscathed because it's like I have this minimal amount of facts and I'm riding or dying with this and everybody's like, yeah, that's right. And he's done that to an entire nation. Somebody made a point on Meet the Press last week that he's judged by the uh, the standards of an entertainer, not a politician. Exactly. Thank you. And that goes back to that whole statement I was saying earlier. I mean, yes, stupid people famous, but... And let's go to that Kanye West reference, if we will. You know, vote for him in what, 2020? Yeah. Like, really? It's gotten, to the, it's gotten to the point, we go to the life of Pablo. How about that? Let's talk about life of Pablo really quick. Music, you good with that? No? Okay, whatever. Have you, have, <laughs> have you heard Kanye's new album? No, you oh, haven't? My oh God. my goodness. You haven't heard, have you heard Kanye's new album? I've heard a little bit and I've seen the video of your babies listening to it on their first ride home. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow, yes. <laughs> that wasn't, that wasn't on a... That wasn't on the, they didn't make the album cut. Yeah. No, no that was that, actually a really good song. It was yeah. a Paul McCartney song, was yeah, it not? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so. Oh, I'm sorry. I had that wrong. Yeah, it's good though. That's, hey, that was a good song for him. He's in there. Yeezy's <laughs> in there. Paul McCartney with Yeezy. Yeah, right. So it was made really cool. But nonetheless, you know, uh, Kanye West, vote for him, 2020, I definitely will. So simply put... <laughs> Kanye West's 
celebrity has surpassed his talent. Kanye Kanye West's celebrity has surpassed his talent to this point, right? Mm-hmm. We we're looking more at Kanye West for the guy who's out there ranting on Twitter, who's out there doing outlandish things on tour, mm-hmm. uh, who's out there dating or who's married, excuse me, with the Kardashian family, etc., 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 versus what his actual musical talent is and was. Okay, he's so scatterbrained he can't really get an album formed together properly. I agree with that. I think so, he's too self-conscious to handle it speak on that move well he you know you've got a lot of people who are celebrities and the vast majority of them seem to handle criticism better than he does correct mm-hmm. and so when he so, so go ahead if you're running for president i mean that'd be a maybe a difficult thing for someone with that sort of personality type i mean but then look many, at trump no bomb people just on the rag but then Kanye, Kanye, would, Kanye would bomb people so quick. He'd be like, you don't know, like the new Yeezy 750s? Right. Eat some missiles. Right, right, for sure. And then you go back to Trump. So how is he even different than Kanye West in that same, like, I mean, look how he's bombing people around him, even at his rallies. What is he causing at his rallies? Okay. Like, they were having, they were not having that shit in Chicago. Bro, I'm going to tell you this right now. And we're barely having it here in Omaha. He is not the 100% cause. Go ahead. So, the people, the, I'm going to hit you with this. The equivalent of the people who attend the Trump rallies that are, like, very racist, that have, let's say, deleterious intents to our current social climate, uh, are the equivalent of those who attend Bernie Sanders rallies that are Black Lives Matter members. It's the same thing. It's just like a far right and a far left answer to each other. Like, I've never been to a quote-unquote political rally. I've gone and heard politicians speak, but I don't go to that. Why? Okay, so I used to love politics. Political science was my major in college. I loved what grew social politics and African-Americans women's studies was my minor. But I felt out of love with what politics is now because of what you guys said earlier about Trump is more of an entertainer than he's a politician. Right. And because of now um, how we have wrapped in entertainment with our politics, this is the answer that we get. And that's why I don't love it anymore because I enjoy substance. And I enjoy two people coming onto a stage and having this amazing battle of wits and answers. And when people watch it, they become inspired and they get to, you know, shape and form their feelings around politics and who they are and, you know, things like how they want to raise their family, not what we have now, which is grown men who have had Ivy League educations get on a stage and make fun of each other. Exactly. And I'm not I'm sure that's not what they went to school for. I know in fact that's not what they went to school for. I believe Trump being in this race really dilutes the water and makes <laughs> it makes you want to just kind of uh, digress or, or excuse me, retard on your, your way of thinking when it comes to politics, right? He made it really easy to get into this game now, right? He's opened up a, a, a Pandora's box, if you will, from this point on. If he if he goes to that next level in November, what's up? Easy if you're a billionaire. Uh, yes, easy. But nonetheless, I mean, look at people who are not quite billionaires. I mean, going back to Kanye, he's not a crutch I'm using in this whole conversation, but, you know, his wife is damn near close to that. You know, and so therefore he borrows money from her, right? You're married. That's fine. You got the same account, whatever. Anybody can get in this game now. He's opening up that type of 
region where it's like, oh, I could be president. It doesn't matter what your race is per se now. It's about, you know, what you have backing you and who's backing you. And if you are socially acceptable, not out here uh, politically, but online, you know what I'm saying? Social media, as far as that, mm-hmm. social media, as far as that stated, is making things relevant now, today. Excuse me, I had a brain fart, but yeah. The, the other thing I think, too, is I you've got the people from each party and all these political consultants and stuff. And I think there'll be a reaction to what's happened and I think they'll adjust things. And, you know, like Trump becoming as successful as he's been is probably more to do with people's dissatisfaction with politics than it is to do with him. I agree with that. And I think they'll make some adjustments and maybe figure out a way to get people who are both authentic and are sane at the same time up there. Because I think that's partially a reaction. You know, you've got people like Rubio, who sounds kind of like a robot. Right. And... People like Cruz, who sound kind of crazy. I mean, you and I watched a lot of the. It wasn't an impressive together. thing. And you and I, I literally, you and I had this conversation. I checked out of this election early on and literally just started hoping for entertainment value because other than that, what was I to gain? Nothing. Like, did did anybody in here? So we'll start with Natalie and then go around the room. Did anybody <clears throat> in here find a candidate a year ago? A year at all? That you said, like, man, you know what? Like, I can get behind them. No. Was there anybody <laughs> close? No, not even close. But I have to say that always lean Republican because I've grown up that way. And Trump has made me really look towards the Democrat side. And mm-hmm. I've actually, like, come to really sort of like things that Hillary as a candidate is offering. So that is one good thing. Like, I've sort of opened up to other candidates that in the beginning I did not think would be my mm-hmm. choice. So so let's break this down because you said some things that kind of touched everybody in the room, but we didn't expound on it at the time. You know, you mentioned that you've become attracted to Hillary as a reaction to Trump. What is it that she has says or represents that you're attracted to? She The more incompetent Donald Trump proves himself more competent she is and just I mean she's definitely qualified she has been around the White House in for mm-hmm. the last you know, however 16 years she knows her foreign policy yes there's some scandal but you know to me if you have some secret emails it, all right they're secret emails I'm sure everybody has some secret emails I know your face is like, oh my god! Yeah, right? He's like, oh, oh what you talking god, about? What is she talking about? I know. Cue, cue the DM song. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> cue the DM song for Paige. But I just the way that she is sort of like working to build up women in general, and then it's just like cue the sound bites of Trump calling them fat pigs and yeah. all this other stuff, and just her um, her social life, and then you look at Trump and his wife and the thought of her being the first lady makes me so sad inside because i want to hear this from a woman okay okay yeah for sure because there's the room in the white house with the portraits of all the first ladies and they're regal and they have their little mom haircuts and they're just you know ready to do that and she's got i just i there's pictures of her naked all over online i just i just don't want that as my first lady like first Mm. ladies are supposed to be like oh just Speak on it. Yeah. So great. 
And I don't even know her name. What is her name? Alani uh, Bankalaka. I don't know. It's like something. Melina, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Melania. Likes... Melania. 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 Is that what it is? I just made it Hold up. Hold on. Do you know the story about how <laughs> I convinced Mary Catherine that I wanted to name our first girl Melania? <laughs> uh, do you remember that from Book Club? <laughs> no. <laughs> book Club. <laughs> so Natalie's in my wife's book, book club, and I played like a seven-month joke on my oh. wife that, that's what I, that she got to name a girl and I got to name a girl if there was two girls and I picked Melania mm. and she was like we can't have a Mary Charles and a Melania yeah, and yeah, I was right? like it's Eminem it is, Mary it Charles is. and Melania right that's too dope I will say this uh, in response to that is I don't have an issue with it I'm not saying this makes Trump a good or a bad president but what a what and who a person falls in love with and what they look like, if I accept it on one side, I want to accept it on the other. So, I mean, Trump's wife is, I mean, weren't the pictures taken in, I mean, God, I don't even, this is so odd that I'm saying this in regards to a president, but weren't the pictures taken while she was like sunbathing in that what it was? No. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, so, I mean, so is she on the cover of something? Yeah, like she's, a Playboy or something. She's on the cover of one of the the magazines, and uh, you know we don't have our phones out right now because we're being really respectful. Uh, but <laughs> for sure, she's on the cover of like one of those like Playboy magazines, whatever the case may be. Uh, literally on the whole, it's, it's tastefully done. I'll give you that much. <laughs> it's tastefully done. But is it tastefully done to the fact where you can see this woman as your first lady hanging up? You know, well, uh, back up. I'm going to stop right there. But, dude, check it out. I mean, look at Clinton, right? Let's go to Clinton. Bill Clinton, that is. You know, and his, yeah, right? You with me? Yeah, okay, you feel me? Yeah, buddy. And his whole, you know. Uh, escapades. Yeah, right? We'll call it escapades, right? Sex. Sexcapades. 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 I like that, right? <laughs> and how he just kind of skated all around the Oval Office with a cigar, right? And Mrs. Lewinsky. <laughs> That's dope, you know. I pray. It, but look, but look where he's at now. Look where his wife is at now. Look how they stay together. You know they're not sleeping together. They're doing like some freaking How do you know? Lucy shit where they like got two separate beds, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I bet you for sure. And she only keeps him around for face value. So now he's about to be the first man in the house, right? Yeah, is that badass? Do you love that? So how she feel about Hold sitting, on, why? How, how she feel, <laughs> Well, let me before she ask answer that question. How is she gonna feel about sitting at the in the Oval Office at that same desk where her, her husband pretty much screwed this female, where he got his his dick suck. I'm gonna keep it real like that. Dick suck. I said that. You heard it. Go. <laughs> She's not gonna think about that. You sure? I completely agree. You don't think so? What? So She's like, got business to handle. Okay. Every woman that's ever been like cheated on goes to sleep at night and been like, oh, my husband cheated on me in this bed right here that I'm sleeping in. It's not yeah. like they get rid of the bed, like the bed on fire. Maybe the, maybe the mattress keeps the frame. I know no some way. dudes. I know some dudes <laughs> that did that. I know some dudes that did that. <laughs> I'm going to burn this mattress. I, I like the frame, though. burn this mother to the ground. I like the frame. I can't not lose this frame. <laughs> this is restoration hardware right here. I love this stuff. I'm not going to burn it, but I'm going to eBay this. <laughs> I'm going to eBay this real quick, right? Pick up only. Yeah, I know, right? I show, show the blemishes. Show, show all the, like, the... the <laughs> All the mess, the, the juicy marks on the... <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, Bro, what is going on on your bed that there's so many spots? That's I know, what, what's going on here? You're, you're talking about the DM sex the page <laughs> and spot on beds. I'm trying to have like a legit political look, com- look, I'm commentary just, <laughs> right now. I'm just being, you know, the yin to the yang. You know, I'm just keeping it real. You know, I mean, what's she going to think? When she's in that office, if she thinks anything at all about it, she will be the leader of the free world. She's not going to be thinking about her her husband. And is yeah, if the best revenge is a life well lived, there you go. Oh Amen. wow! Oh. 
Wow, did the Klingons say that? Damn. No, I think... Uh, he came in with something good. Said, I think Seinfeld said that. <laughs> That's a Seinfeld quote. Is it really? From like an interview or something. Wow, let's digress on that. Let's kind of change or segue on that. <laughs> Seinfeld. When I think about Seinfeld, I think about Bernie. For some reason, yeah. I always go straight to Bernie. Oh, that's just, uh, <laughs> the guy that wrote Seinfeld. Exactly, exactly. Larry David. Larry, Larry David. David. Yeah, yeah. They're not the same person. They're, they're, they are the same person. person. <laughs> so, you know like, I will that? vote for him all day. You know what I'm saying? Bernie? Yeah. Or, yeah. or Larry David. I'm with well, actually, Larry David, actually. We could do but... the, if we could do the double ticket. Yeah, right? right. That'd be Bernie, dope. Larry, David. David yeah, yeah. Dirty Lip. Yeah, Bernie, Larry, David. Larry, David. What is up with that? Yeah. Nobody got that joke. I got it. Okay. I'm here. Yeah. Oh man! She's like, hey. <laughs> so you weren't a Seinfeld fan? Or oh, okay, so but I want to go back to something because I mean it's obvious that you have some pretty strong feelings about Hillary, and it was obvious that you were like, you know, back in my deepest darkest feelings on Trump. You know, when we relate to when you relate to candidates, and we'll use you as like the every woman, okay? Because like none of us can speak to that. Um, how attractive is Hillary because she's a woman? And I'm going to hit you with something in a second. Boom. Okay. On that set, very similar. But I want, I want your response to how attractive is Hillary because she's a woman versus what she actually has to offer. And is that what she has to offer that she is a woman? Does it seem like, hey, like, let's shatter this glass ceiling? Mm-mm. Okay. No. she's Nothing about that. Mm-mm. Not at all. All right, Elliot, let's go back eight years, seven and a half years ago. Okay. How attractive was Barack for the fact that Barack was black? Very attractive. I'm going to keep it real. Very attractive to everybody mm-hmm. um, because they wanted to see that happen. Uh, he was going through a system uh, almost flawlessly. You know, he was really uh, attacking the key points of the market regarding not only... We're going to we'll talk about the youth. We're talking about the millennials, you know, or... Was it millennials around that? Yeah, they were millennials. They were mm-hmm. millennials at the time frame. So millennials. He was really attacking that uh, via social media. You know, Twitter, everything of that nature. Really getting in touch with the the music aspect of things. You know, befriending Jay Z and having a lot of people on that level. Uh, really back him. And so everybody would say stupid things. I'm gonna say it like this. He's very articulate. He's well poised. Well, how is a black man supposed to be? You know. And why do we have to hold to these confines that we have to not be articulate, you know? I think you and I have talked about this We have talked about this, you know? So I I, I, I scoff at those type of things, you know? There's nothing that defines your race, per se. Yeah. It's society who puts you in that hole, but you have to break free of that and find your own path, right? So there's a great satirical book that was written in the early 2000s called How to Rent a Negro. And it was basically like... 150 pages of classified ads. Mm-hmm. When you have a part, uh, it's like perfect Negro for your party. Show all your friends how culture you are. Like this person has great hair, can speak well, uh, can dance, blah, blah, blah. And I think it is amazing as a culture, excuse me, as a country, we basically played into the satire of that book. I mean, that's what we did. We yeah. were like, wow, look at this person. He's the best we've ever had. And the reason we said that was because until that point in time, he was the only one that we allowed. Why is that, though? Oh, yeah, I can... T- I mean, we, we, we can... We can go, yeah, we can go riff off of that, and that'll probably be a different topic on top of itself. But why is it that? Why do we think that way? And you were saying earlier, Natalie, about, you know things that Trump says that you kind of like, hmm, that could be in my mind. I, I am kind of thinking that, but it's wrong to think that. It's wrong to voice it, but he's doing it. 
so I can kind of stand up, you know? Thus, the people who are going to his rallies, because yeah. that's a really open window for them to voice what they think that he's trying to portray or tell them, you know, as far as our borders are concerned, you know? Mexico? Like, really, dude? Mexico? <laughs> Re- Me- <laughs> Hispanics? I mean, Mexico and America, we're two in the same. I'll keep it real with you on that level, you know? Bro, if we I get mean, hard on Mexico, where are we going to vacate? We're not going to vacate <laughs> nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Because those motherfuckers, they're going to be bombing us. They're going to be freaking stealing all, all, the, all the white women with blonde hair. Trump, Doesn't don't mess hair. up Cabo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's it. So you're going to be gone really quick now. <laughs> you're going to be gone real quick. Uh, you but, need arms. Armed guards. Yeah, armed guards <laughs> with you all the time. But I'm trying to say, he's just really and like who who works at his who works at his hotels. You know, it's not Tyrone. I'll keep it real with you. You know, he even says he, he loves the Hispanics. What yeah, in the in, a, in, a, in single de Mayo? Sheesh. Oh, taco what, shows, you know what man. you know what that was though. You know what that was. And I saw another meme that right behind that where they were making fun of that. You know, like, hey, you know, single de Mayo. Like, hey, celebrate this shit while you can, motherfuckers. Because when because <laughs> when I get in office, you know, what I'm saying it's the last single de Mayo you're ever gonna have. You know, that's what he just said to you right there. That's all I'm saying. I wonder if that was designed Cut more, the black. To, more to appeal to like his already supporters than it was to Hispanics. And he was talking about his staff there at the tra- like the the taco salad at Trump Tower is the best. And he sort you of know? has this like shit eating grin, and he's sitting yeah. there next to a taco salad. It reminds me of going back to um, really good books. There was there one of my actual teachers at Alabama wrote a book called. The Supplicating Mammy, I think. And it was about Mammy. Wow. It was about Mammy figures throughout history. Yeah, talk about it. People would have house slaves and they're like, Oh, it's so good. This slave gets to live in the house. It almost feels a little bit that Trump is doing that at Hispanics. It's like, hey, you people yes, work for yes. me and I love you. It'd, yes. like, it'd be like me saying, um, if I had hired help at, to work for my, me and Mary Catherine to take care of our babies, and I was like, you know what? You get to take care of my babies. Congratulations. But no, you can't hang out with me and my friends. Right. You can't use the indoor bathroom. Exactly. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's coming to now, right? On the back on the, your your Carolinas and everything of that nature. That's kind of what we're looking at. I will say and this: yeah, it breaks right? my heart to see Alabama is where I'm originally from, and there has been some really negative things happen politically there because of a response to kind of these social outcries, mm-hmm. and it makes me wonder: Are people really taking into consideration? What you can do that, it's fine. Natalie, Natalie's gonna open another Dr. Pepper because <laughs> that's what we're drinking on, you know what I'm saying? Thanks, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Sponsor, it's, it's, it's a diet. Mm. She's keeping she's keeping us thin for summer 16. Summer Product 16. placement, summer 16, looking for revenge. But, um, <laughs> getting back to that, you know, I think it's showing us, and you know, I've got written down here is all politics entertainment, you know, in my scribble. That being said, I think that's, this is all responses to social movements that people use to make money off of. Yeah. What about Bernie with all the donations coming in? That's kind of interesting. He's been out raising Clinton month to month and he's doing it with actual people donating, not companies, not lobbyists, not groups of people. That is sick though. It's a positive thing when I say sick. If I did not, yeah, if (laughs) if I did not completely go basically against everything that I think Bernie stands for. I would be fully for Bernie. Like, I love how he runs his campaign. I love how he handles himself. All right, so an exciting thing about that is even if you're leaning more towards the right, it may be possible for people to actually sort of run a candidate who represents their interests as opposed to sort of settling for someone that's been funded by a bunch of corporations who don't have your interest at heart. You know what I mean? Like, you and Verizon 
don't see eye to eye. They send you a bill every month, you know? That's so it's right. like your natural enemies. And if they're funding the candidate and their candidate is speaking for them, not you, you're really settling. That's right. Or with someone like Bernie, the way he's funded, you're not settling. Now you may agree or not agree with him. Right. But the point is people have put him into the place he is through very small donations and lots of them, which is very different from the rest of the candidates. Yeah. Compl- I, I mean, I, I was thinking about this when I was in the shower. <laughs> okay. In the shower. What do we, you know, if we were gonna? I, I do my best thinking in the shower. Don't we all? Yeah. So or on if, the toilet, whatever. If I could do anything to fix our current political climate, I would have some sort of funding Ryan Hines kaboot. Like it would be. What was that word? Yeah, I didn't. I, 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 I didn't familiar with that word. No, was that like like the Von Trapps yeah, from like Sound like German, of Music? Man. It sounds like the German beer standard. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Okay. Yeah. So oh, that's what it is. German right. beer slide. Like, Nine like, That's. I mean, do you get what I'm saying? Because, I get what you're saying. But that's our issue that what we have. Like they did that in a response to bad beer being put out and making people sick. Mm. But. The reason they did that was because it was like a race to the bottom at the time. Like in Germany, um, put out the worst crap that had alcohol in it and made people sick. But you did it cheaper than everyone else. You sold it, but it made people sick. And so then they said, F this Rhein Heinz kaboot. We're going to have a a minimum standard. All beer will have these ratios. Mm. Um, I am a staunch, I have in the past been a staunch Republican and I'm getting beat down by the party through the last 12 years. However, I have faith and I, I stay. Why? And I should say why. It's a very harsh question. Tell me more about that. No, babe. I love why. <laughs> Tell I me more why. about that, babe. <laughs> Natalie, I, Natalie and I can definitely handle why. Both why? Tell me why. It's been a rough year for us Republicans. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, my yeah. goodness. What is going on? Um, yeah, so I would say the reason I am steadfast is because I don't have a candidate on the other side, and I know what the right represents, and it's more closely in regards to what I'm interested in. However, socially, not so much. Would you... Would yeah, you, I don't even know a single Trump supporter. I, I do. <laughs> His face. I mean, we need to have this videotape right here. His face is like, no, I do. Like here in Nebraska? <laughs> oh, yeah. Nebraska, all and over. And Alabama. I can vouch for that. Like, <laughs> he, yeah, like he sent me pictures Alabama. of Trump supporters from Alabama. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But they're, they're, here. Yeah. they're here, too. <laughs> they are, I'm afraid of them. You can't. You can't be afraid, you know? I mean, because... <laughs> Again, it's just... I've never seen an attractive Trump supporter. No, you, you haven't seen that at all, have you? You have not seen... like You're like, wow, where have you Bro, been I've hiding? I've tried. I've tried. Wow. I haven't seen, but same, same statement. I haven't seen an attractive Black Lives Matter person either. Yeah. Um. What? Well, I mean, we can't count. Or, we can't count celebrities. But where do you? But where do you look for attractive individual in politics or anything as far as the, this whole spectrum that we're talking about? Bro, you were that Barack campaign. There were some cuties. Uh, but yes. Okay. Shut your mouth. Cool. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> They're mostly college and everything like that. Yeah. Oh, yes, it's so cool. Through a- Change. Rock is so hot. Change. change. Yes, we can. Yeah. <laughs> Natalie had a change shirt. She was like, everybody in my sorority's got one. I'm oh. <laughs> There are more girls in my sorority that cried when Barack Obama won. Oh, wow. I cried yeah. when Barack Obama won. Yeah, See, I, it's a Southern thing. Like, I, I went to school there. in Texas, and wow. there, our sorority was... Oh, yeah. Super sad about that. I'm like, oh, all yeah. right, ladies. I like, can rem- it's going to be fun. I can remember where I was. <laughs> I was in Mary Catherine's house at Alabama my senior year. And I can remember sitting on the couch and like slightly tearing up. And it was because 
through like all my formative years because I honestly pulled for Bill Clinton because I was like, dude, he's not that much of a Democrat. Like, you kidding me? Clinton Democrat, give me a break. I don't think Hillary's going to be hardcore a Democrat when she's in office. Mm. Back then, you were wearing tuxedos with shorts, though. Yeah. 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 You yeah. seen those? You seen those? <laughs> <laughs> tuxedos hey, shorts. This is a long time ago. <laughs> we, can pull out, we can pull out those. We can pull it. I would rock that outfit now. I'd yeah, love to see you. He would. He still rocks pleats now. So it's like, I try to We've get... We've talked about why, though. Yeah, I've we talked about it. I've got non-pleated. Now... But you're starting now, to go... Now, how do you feel about pleats? In what? Pants? Pants. Skirt? For men. For young, for young men. Now, you're not old. You're not fat. But you're wearing pleated pants. Like, like in the front? Where else are going to be, girl? I don't are they know. <laughs> I'm very confused about this. So please, they're in the front. There's roughly two to three of them, you know, on both sides. Is and for like a young, for for a gentleman like Paige, it's like, like a, a seam. Yeah, it's a seam. On like suit pants or right. on a pants. Yeah, suit pants. Suit pants. Yeah, right. That's fine. So, Is it fine? Yes. I don't know. Your face says no. Oh, it does say no. Like your you. voice says maybe, but his face says <laughs> no. Is it fine? Your mind is telling me no, but your body. I know, right? That's how you made your babies. Anyway, um, seriously, it's not okay for not for a young man. You know, you're why supposed did I to look, tell you my reason why? Because you're country. No, I'm not, I am not country. Hey, are listen to your voice. Look you're country. No, I, Alabama people like they do not think so. Yeah. In comparison to Nebraska, yeah. yeah. But Pay, God bless Pay. You know what I'm saying? God bless Pay's heart. We just had it. Okay, this is a pleated suit. That looks like it's from Ann Taylor, dude. Thank you. Seriously. That? Look. Mm, I don't know. Okay, here's the deal. Let me hit you with non-pleated, and then I'm going to hit you with my reasoning. Yeah. Please talk among yourself while we pull yeah, up. Hold on. Why are you pulling clips from YouTube? Going, I know. Hold on. Here's the non pleat. Politicians wear pleats? Uh, yes. Yeah, they do. They, they do. do. Yeah. Well, non pleat, like you can see the bulge. Ooh, talk yeah. about that. Bulge <laughs> wear. But to switch subjects real quick. It's a little tighter. You can see the bulge. Mm-hmm. Maybe help it's Trump with some demographics. Could. Because yeah. he's supposed to be home. strategy. He's supposed to be home. I know. Can you believe how much they argued about that? Yeah. What? The Republicans. Hold on. Were you not. All right. Oh my no, God. No, I did not watch where they the argued national, about their hungness. The national debates, we had the moral majority. I, I mean, like, the holier okay. than thou party. Pleats are okay. We just got it. It's just one girl. Arguing anyway. about who had the biggest <laughs> dick. It was a it was a dick sizing. It was a dick sizing. It was literally <laughs> between Ted Cruz, Rubio, and Trump. National yes. debate. We're so screwed. Yeah, we're fucked. As I told you. Country. I told you. I'm going Other to Italy. people have nukes, man. We're screwed. We are up. But here's the deal in the only saving grace that we have is it's like the world's going to be kind of, I feel like, on watch because it's like these people are crazy enough to elect these people. Do not piss them off. Are you kidding me right now? America is like 300 years and they've got a old, they've got a whole bunch of nuclear weapons and they are just like itching to use it. Trump will hit, Trump, Trump will hit somebody. He'll, I think he'll be like, man, I'm sorry. I accidentally nuked Greenland. Everybody's like, ah, it's Greenland. Ah. They got yeah. shit on us. You know what I'm saying? The UN's like, oh, that's not, this is an atrocity. It's a, you know, we're going to bring you up for war crimes. You know, it's like, what the fuck? We do it and then we blame it on somebody else. We'd be like, man, North Carolina. Korea got Greenland. Or he'll be like, I, I didn't do that. And then he'll be on the Today Show and Savannah will be like, here's the footage of you doing it. What do you have to say? And he's like, I didn't, Savannah, I didn't do that. Right. It's Let's like, talk about my daughter and how deny, she has deny, breasts. Deny, deny. <laughs> you know, as, a, as a, like a young child. <laughs> Let's talk about that. That's better. Okay, getting back to pleats real quick. Though. Oh, shit. Go ahead. So this is all I'm saying is, okay. you know, you understand my industry. 
What's your industry? What is it? Yeah, please. Personal and professional development. Yeah. So if I'm sitting in front of business people, my number one issue is I'm 31. I got last week at a speaking engagement that, man, I didn't know if you were even old enough to drink mm. because I look so young. You look shitty. You look shitty young. Yes. Yeah. And so, <laughs> That's and so how young he looks. They, people don't want to listen to business advice from a 19-year-old. Nope. So the reason I wear pleats is because it makes me appear slightly older. I did not know this. That's the that's the entire reasoning right. behind it. He's wow. thought of everything, Pete. He has. Yeah. He's pretty badass, man. I think pleats are okay. Mary Catherine thinks I look hot in pleats. Well, Mary Catherine, Mary Catherine, your wife is hot. So yeah. if she says it, then it's cool. She's you know, you know, I thought you guys were brother and sister, right? First, I'm like, oh my goodness. Elliot thought we were yeah, brother. Yeah, he told me that. I told her that. I told her that because I was talking. Oh, I digress. I'm sorry. We're going to totally tangent, but real quick. That's why we have this podcast. When, I, when, I, first, when I first met these guys, it was at, it was at a company deal. It was a, at a, a Toastmasters, and what that is is kind of like a tell them what Toastmasters is. It is a public speaking development group right okay now pause there so Pate was uh, doing one of these segments in there as far as I think uh, just etiquette as far as how to shake hands and kind of how to stand up right shoulders back chest out talk enunciate blah 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 cool when they stood up and announced themselves you know uh, Mary Catherine MK uh, said that you know I'm Mary Catherine cool and then he said I'm Pate cool alright awesome and they, like, they had the same accent I'm like okay cool they looked same age, everything of that nature. They look similar. They sound similar. Yeah. Cool, whatever. After we had a, uh, I guess a, uh, a little session where we just kind of mingle with each other, and I was eating some Cheetos or whatever the trail mix was, and they didn't have no alcohol because during work hours, so I was just drinking water. Talking to Mary Catherine, you know, again, his wife is hot, and so I'm talking to her <laughs> and talking to her, blah blah blah, and telling her everything that I was about to do in life. How it's gonna be awesome. I'm like a pretty badass DJ. You know what I'm saying? I got this new album about to drop. It's gonna be the shit. Uh, whatever, whatever. And she's like, Oh, we should talk to my husband. You know, because he's this that in the third, and he's a consultant. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Well, where's? Well, yeah, give me his number. I would love to talk to him. So first of all, that was a disc. Like, oh, she's married. Well, that sucks ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Second of all, I try to rebound off of that. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I would love to talk to him. It's like, oh, he's right there. And then she pointed to Pete. I'm like, well, shit. I thought that was your brother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I thought he was like a family member of yours. That's your, that's your husband? God dang. All right, whatever. Because so, people moved to Nebraska with their brother. Yeah, know? right? They moved their family. I thought you guys already lived here, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe your whole family moved here. I don't yeah, know. It's like, Who knows how that works, you know? It's like, bro, I'm moving to Nebraska. If you're going, I'm going. Yeah, right? <laughs> hey, shit. It could have been Oregon Trail for all I matter. You know what I'm saying? You guys have been passing through. Your oxen caught, like, malaria, and they died. <laughs> and you just stopped here in Nebraska and started working at the Women's Tower. I don't care. Speaking whatever. of malaria, little known fact, Pete's dad is the foremost malaria chemist in the world. He's he's one, one person that's worked on it. Yeah. Plug for Pete's dad. Pete's That's dad. Awesome. Pete's That's dad. pretty dope. Malaria medication. Yeah. Pete's dad also accidentally discovered the workout supplement creatine ethyl ester. Mm-hmm. So it was like, hey, I'm trying to create this malaria drug. Oh, I created a really cool uh, super microdosed version of creatine accidentally. His and me and his dad were talking about it the other day, and he was like, oh, I actually saw in a study the other day that in people that were elderly and decrepit, it helped them go from being able to have like one step to five. Yeah, that's what they were testing it for. Is that why pizza ripped? Oh, oh snap. Oh, snap. Pizza on that Pate Smith program. Yeah. <laughs> Pate Smith program. How, how much size would you say you've added? In his lats, Maybe I would say... 15%. I've I would gained, say, that's how much yeah. I've gained, and most of it's probably muscles. In Pete's lats, I bet we have added probably an inch and a half. 
My proudest moment so far was when Pate accused me of doing steroids. Oh, mm. nice. I thought for sure. I was like, dude, <laughs> I came back from something and you looked like you had put on like a ton of size in your traps and lats. And I was like, bro, he's just injecting straight into his lats. No, that wasn't the case. Not at all. all right. Just quality living and drinking you know, expensive beer. <laughs> and um, eating extra. I figured if it worked for you. Yeah. How yeah. many... I taught Pete about the eat an extra meal at nighttime trick. And that mm -hmm. meal has to be completely made out up of meat. And has to be enough meat that it's uncomfortable. Plug. Back to pleats. Back to pleats. Just kidding. Yeah, so right. So let's, let's talk a little bit because we kind of got off topic. Super so, off topic. But that's what this pleats, podcast is about. hot wife. And <laughs> that's what this podcast is about is let's start somewhere and end up somewhere fun. That's why it's not called Elliot and Pate's Super Serious Podcast podcast about politics or your hot wife yeah we'll bring, we'll bring her in we'll bring her we gotta have her in here man oh she's coming is she coming she've already said it she's we'll bring we should bring her in about once a month Crazy. so she can so she can call me out because i she get, can call you out i get in here and just ramble and postulate and she'll she's like the only person that's like one second right she's right got experience she got experience with you she's probably gonna start dropping like this L's on you, straight L's talking about oh you piss in the bed and all this crazy stuff. It's gonna be crazy. I'm gonna I love piss to in have the bed. Yeah, you do piss in the bed. This is what she's gonna probably tell us. She's gonna tell us something crazy about you, man. I, I am. I will tell you this for. You've been body training for how long? Yeah, no, I, it's been a minute. I'm 31 now, and uh, I can't say the exact date, but I mean, I would estimate. I don't know when her baby's potty trained. You have an idea? I asked you because you're. So they're, they're probably training around like they're two, two, two. Yeah, two would be when smart ones are. Start. Yeah, smart ones are two. Early. Yeah, they're like, oh shit, I hate pissing on myself and shit on myself. Do you two have kids? I, I no. do. I'm only. Ugh, I have kid. <laughs> I have kid. Kids. Kid. Uh, I haven't counted them all yet, but uh, I have kid. You know, so I do have a <laughs> nine year old daughter, uh, stepson as well. So I do know when they start. It's roughly around two ish, ish. So I have a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. Speaking of that. Because I have newly birthed children. Yes, you do. Um, two two kids. Beautiful same daughters. Girl, same Beautiful girl. daughters. So I'll be like, I just had two kids, and people are like, oh, oh, and I'm like, oh, same person. Yeah, same person. They're twins. The twins. I'm not used to throwing that out there yet. People think I got two people pregnant. Yeah, right. But, like, oh, um, is that right? Yeah. Mm -mm, no. Nope. Scandalous. Not, From not, Bama, he's yeah, a pimp. Yeah. No. Not 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 yet. I haven't. And not uh, yet. Yeah. Why would you say that shit? <laughs> I'm just joshing. But anyway, you know, I will say that my. Thoughts on politics have slightly changed since they have been born because I honestly like don't even look at what benefits me, but I'm like, all right, like where do I want this country to be for them? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, I am like, okay, this election is funny. I mean, since day That's one, funny. you and I have been like, okay, the dream debate is Trump versus Bernie inside a US FC cage. Mm. That's like what Pete and I want. two. And then, I mean, you have... It's been disappointing. That's not going yeah. <laughs> to happen. Mm -hmm. Although Maybe Hillary, Hillary could, could happen. Yeah, Hillary, yeah, Hillary <laughs> could. If she was indicted, then, yeah. you know, then we could see that. There's hope. And I think, they, I think the two of them would agree to something like that. Oh, I'd pay $69 for pay-per-view <laughs> for that all day. Yeah, 69. we could donate it to like some Trump Foundation or something. Um, yeah, 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 save the kids. Yeah. You know, the Hope and Change Foundation. I don't know, but yeah, I look at them. Send models to college. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not just model, Instagram models. Yeah. Hell yeah, uh, those are the best ones. Mm -hmm. All models are Instagram models, aren't they? Though, what would Bernie donate to? We've got Trump. What would Larry David donate to? Larry David would donate to some sort of New York. Bakery Foundation. 
or 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 like some sort of yarmulke for all. <laughs> Something like that. You know, I mean, that's that's a tough question. But how did how does your daughter shape things like how you look at candidates and you know because I asked you the question about Barack and yeah. how he shaped <clears throat> how you chose a candidate. You know, is that partly because you know you being a black man? You know, your daughter, uh, you know, going by the concept that, you know, we learned you or you talk about kind of in African-American literature about your either start quiet or you're black. There's no nothing in between. You're right. Right. Like, you know, I, you know, and that's a social commentary in of itself. Is my daughter going to be able to self-realize and say, I am white, I am black, or is society automatically going to put that label on her? And that being said, how does that affect how you view your personal politics? So, yeah, I feel society's going to put that label on her first and foremost uh, when they see her, uh, regardless if it's with her her permed out straight hair if it's that the case if that's the case that day or if you know uh, she gets it wet and it goes back into that curly knotted twist you know her skin complexion you know the way she acts everything of that nature says that she is who she is to me to society she's black it doesn't matter if her mother was you know white or uh, hispanic or you know whatever the race we want would say with that you know, if my genes are the more dominant one, she's going to be a, a black female, you know, uh, and nobody would know none the wiser if they didn't see her dad and her mother go down to the Barack deal. You know, his mother was white. His father was African, you know, an African-American or African, actually, for the most part. An African-African. African-African, right? Now, in, in, and kind of coming back to myself, I can't even call myself an African-American. I am actually a black man, a black American. Is what I am. You know, my descendants are, are Native American and of black slaves, but uh, it's also been diluted as well. Uh, I know some of my family members, uh, you know, intertwined with, uh, you know, Caucasian or white, however you want to say it, down the line as well. You know, so, you know, I'm pretty much just black on black when it comes to me. Part that frustrates me the most, you know, is just that teaching your child how to, to shoot through the gauntlet and not see either side see that she's valuable, see that she's important, see that she has, you know, uh, you know, tremendous, uh, has a tremendous gift and can make an impression on this world, but not to make an impression on one side or the other. Just go straight. Or negatively. To, yeah, right. Or negatively, right? Um, the political range of what I'm seeing now versus when I was voting for Barack, and I did vote for him, you know, I'll be quite honest about that. Uh, did I vote for him the second time? I did question mark on that one. <laughs> I did think I think I did vote for him a second time. But regardless of that being said, I mean, he was given this issue. This issue doesn't like just come out uh, out of nowhere when he just popped in the office. It was already there. And so now we're, ca we're starting to cause issues because of his skin color or who he is, you know, and we, we get a Trump in there. And now we're starting to rally towards a cause like we need to make America white again, you know, or we need to make it what question mark on that as well. You know, what is it that what are we trying to go to? What's this next year? What's this next fall going to look like for us? People are talking about moving out of this country who are from this country. I mean, people have said that with every candidate. You're right. But, right. It, but, none, but, none, but none has been as intense as this actual year, though. They crashed the uh, people. When crews and cases dropped out, they crashed the uh, immigration site in Canada, mm. which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Like the day that happened, there were so many people looking at it. All right, so I had a question. So, Go ahead. you know, Barack getting elected, you would 
tend to see that as like progress for like racial relations in our country moving forward. Has Trump's success so far and you know winning the primary and everything is that like shaking your optimism at all about the country? Yeah, it's, sh- it's shaking my optimism. And when Barack got elected, I was sitting on the the uh, the couch with my family at the time frame. I was I was married <laughs> at the time frame, and you know my eyes glazed over when it happens. Like because it's a big movement. I thought about my grandparents, talking about my great grandmother mm-hmm. who was alive still at that time frame. She passed away at 101 back in uh, 009, I believe. Wow. Yeah, right. She lived a long life, but she lived enough to see a black president. You know. So I thought about her when that happened, you know, I thought about my grandparents as well. Uh, and I thought about my daughter who was, shoot, she was like two or three, I think when that went down. And so, and you were like, Oh my, I mean, think of that. And you're like, Oh my God, what's possible. What's possible for these kids now? You know, what's possible for these kids? What can they see? You know, now, now, now it doesn't go to that point where, Oh yeah. Yeah. Little, and I'm going to be really ignorant. When I say this. Yeah. Little Tyrone. My name is Elliot. So why do I fucking care about Tyrone's name? <laughs> But, yeah, you can be anything you want to be. Literally, you can be anything you want to be. There's this black man, you know, who has a mixed family, white and black, and an awkward name to boot, who is a president for damn near eight years. Barack got elected when we were bombing people named Barack. Exactly. And we and there, and there was so much... And, and Trump was trying to fight this, you know, along the way, talking about birth certificates and all that shit. Like, dude... Let the man live. I Let him live because he did what he had to do to get where he's at. He followed the he followed the line. What do you have to bring to the circle? You know, he went through the ranks. Okay, what are you bringing to this point? I mean, you I were think ju- he to me to me that this time around, like go we'll ahead. see what he's bringing. But at piss and grit and nothing incredibly well thought out to say, but great marketing. Like I, but I, the marketing's built off of what? I mean, Barack kind of broke that, you know, and brought that to the whole spectrum where you can market outside of just these little campaigns on TV. We can hit social media, you know what I'm saying? I think Trump is going back in time as far as, you know, hitting the people who are underserved, you know, um, and it's not to throw shade to you, you know, but Southern-based, you know? So, I mean, throw that, shade at the South we'll, because... We'll hold Pate partially responsible. Yeah, we yeah, pretty yeah. much will. Bama, um, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the South, not Trump. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> I mean, you know, the... I don't... I, I have clients still in the South, and I talk to them, and I have family in the South, and I talk to them, but that being said, um, a lot of what I see from the South is off of social media, Okay. And I will say one thing about the South, that regardless of where you fall politically, people organize around movements. Mm. The South, and I think it's, you know, maybe even harkens back to the Civil War and where we didn't feel represented. I can't speak to this because this isn't a reality I live, but it's a reality of that other people that I grew up with lived, that they felt like their rights were constantly being trampled upon. Now, whether it's valid or not, that was their perception. And so they feel like they're constantly fighting for it. Like, I'm not sure right now why people have this need to, like, arm themselves more than it's ever been. Like, why? I'm pro-gun laws, sure. But why? And, you know, if you want to buy 31 assault rifles, have a blast. I don't care. But my question is, why are you doing this? What is because it's obviously a response to a social issue, mm. and it's not just in the South, but I know it's really prevalent 
in the South. There was a time you couldn't buy ammunition in Walmart, but on certain days, because that was the day they got it in and they sold all of it out. I fear, and I think it's going to happen in the South because individuals rally so easily around movements and are so into doing so. I mean, I fear like there's gonna be a great social split and I feel like it's happening right now. I was looking at AL.com, which is the state's website and it has like a, a lot of political stuff. I pay attention because it has um, Alabama football info like year round. It's one of the best places to go for it. But I was seeing like at a Trump rally in Montgomery, you had these Black Lives Matters people. And like, I can remember being like really hurt because the Black Lives Matters people, they were all carrying shotguns. And then all the, and there was a group of Trump people carrying shotguns. And I was like, God, have we digressed this far that we're willing to stand here and chance this yeah because like like i don't want my girls to grow up in that you know what i'm saying like that hurts me and i live in nebraska now but like my girls are regardless of where they go to school what we have built is going to be what's there and that's the world that they're going to have to live in like the world that i'm going to have to live in is basically here i'm 31 yeah what i change will be for them is this what we want our children to have because I mean I don't care about what candidates we have Um, like I look at the people around me and I look around the people that I surround myself with and I'm going to surround them with as many awesome people as possible but regardless there comes a point in time when they're out in the world and if it is so easy for individuals to say I'm willing to chance shooting guns at one another for idiocracy because I feel like when you're that far to the right or left, you're just in pure response to something. It's not for calculated forethought about your future. That's not a world that I want my kids to grow up in. And I mean, I have to ask myself, like, how do I change that? And it's obviously not with a candidate because when it gets to that point, it's too far. Right. I think if you can bring confidence back into the political system, because, you know, if everybody is pulling out guns and shooting each other, that's kind of a response to not being able to settle things through the system that we've been using and very successfully for a long time, which is voting for candidates. And everybody's like so disgusted with the idea and it's failed us to in a lot of ways, but if we can bring confidence back into that, that's kind of the answer. I mean, I think we have to get involved. I mean, that's usually the answer to those type of questions. And okay. that's easier said than done because you can have so little impact as one person. But that's that's what has to happen. Here, here's a great point. Everybody right here is relatively well educated. We are relatively well socially involved with people. We are able to sit here, have a conversation about politics, and it go well and have respect on each other. I would say this is the majority of people that I run into and that exist. I agree. Why do we let the minority affect us? Is it because we're lazy? And there's something to that. These, if if Trump wasn't running, Hillary would be the candidate with the highest unfavorables from in polling going into a presidential election. Right. Like, I mean, she is not well-liked, and if it weren't for Trump, she'd be the most else. unliked person to have mm-hmm. ever run. So, I mean, they're representing like minority chunks of our population to a higher degree than ever before. I mean, they're only representing a very small chunk of America, each of them. Right. 
and yet they're both running. So I don't know what we do to repair the party so that we end up with people that are more palatable to the rest of us, but I have a feeling something will happen. I don't think that'll keep happening over and over. I hope there is, um, let's say, a response of rationality. Yeah. Awesome. Well, in wrapping up, I mean, you guys have been awesome. Is there anything that anyone wanted to say in response to anything we have here? Pete, go first. Well, I think we've covered quite a bit, and I was happy about... uh, Although we did kind of self-segregate across the tables, maybe a little bit to the left and to the right. It's been a good discussion, so thanks for having, that having me on. That wasn't purposeful. <laughs> I, right, think right. the, I think it was. The Republicans are just like, I think we can swir- all swivel it. chairs. <laughs> yeah, right, swivel chairs. And we're like, uh, chairs that stay seated and don't move at all. And they're like really hurt our Natalie, backs. Natalie and I are just like sliding around. <laughs> right, like, oh, oh we're comfortable. My God. We're just sitting like on benches. I'm loving this armrest. <laughs> you know, they got uh, the, uh, the, the IP. We got the freaking like... Uh, the, the barn, like the nosebleed section, bleacher <laughs> seats is what we have over here. So, Natalie, is there anything that you kind of wanted to expound on? No, I think it'll be interesting. I mean, obviously, to see what happens. I, I it would be interesting also to see, like go back in time, like you know, we read in the history books, like oh, you know, this was a crazy election year in eighteen oh whatever, and you know, we just kind of like breeze over it, but. This has happened before in history where nobody's liked anybody that was running and there's been huge upsets and people were super pissed about whoever got into office. So it's unfortunate to say there's probably something big that's going to happen when either one, if Trump gets into office and I would like to see what happens in four years when we're like, oh my God, remember that time Trump was elected president and then this happened? So it would be crazy to see, crazy to look back on for sure. Elliot, man, I got to say it amazing podcast yeah you guys were kind of skeptical about this topic <laughs> yeah i mean we didn't know how to start it off you know to be quite honest you know uh, fresh new faces definitely have them in the studio today uh, we'll have to get natalie in for so mary Catherine was like what are you guys going to talk about and i was told her and she was like oh my god you're not going to talk to natalie about dating so uh, our last, our last, natalie's newly single oh, and according to mk touche natalie according to mk there are some real good stories hmm Thanks, MK. We, we're we're going to have you back for that episode <laughs> where we continue the whole relationship deal. Okay? Yes. So, I mean, we, the first one, if you haven't heard it yet, definitely uh, log into that whole podcast. That'll be available this the last week of May, Boom. I believe, on a Monday. There you go. Last Check that out because you're going to be the uh, the pre- uh, sequel to that. Not prequel. We'll have sequel. a prequel, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll You'll bring, be the sequel to that. What? We'll she may be. We'll bring her in for Dating Podcast 2. Yeah. There we go. And we'll get some. We'll get those hot stories because I'm ready to. I'm, I'm ready, ready to hear it after, too. After hearing these uh, Hillary Clinton DM things, I'm ready to. Oh, know what, sh- what is DM? Oh, we're gonna talk about cue the song DM. We can play. We we can play twelve point five seconds of that and it not get banned off iTunes. That's right. We will hit that right now. <laughs> right, going down in the DM. Uh. Um, awesome. Uh, thanks, guys, for uh, listening to a black guy and a white guy went to the studio. That's right. Please check out our sponsors and affiliates that we mentioned before. If you want to get in contact with myself or Elliot, check out our Facebook page. Um, just search a black guy and a white guy went to the studio. Or add myself, that's Pate Smith, that's P-A-T-E Smith. Or uh, myself, that's Elliot W. Harris, like Samuel Jackson, but not really. Elliot W. Harris. Uh, Add us on social media. Right. I'm Pate G. Smith on Instagram. Email me at Pate at PositiveChangeUSA.com if you have a uh, personal or professional development 
question, if you want to check out Positive Change USA, if you want to bring me in to do a business audit and see what we can do for you, let me know. If you need a DJ, uh, hit me up. You know what I'm saying? It's again Elliot W. Harris. I'm DJ Ness for sure. Can we say one Beats thing before, can we, say one thing before we, we close this off? Well, well, well. Because I have a question. Has anybody been to a, a wedding with a horrible DJ? Because I have. And <laughs> all of them have been here in Nebraska. Wow. <laughs> so all I'm saying is, people of Nebraska, I pray to you. I pray to you. You love a DJ. I've been to your weddings. Please, please, if you invite me, get Elliot as your DJ. Nice. He, I've seen what he charges, and it is less than these garbage people that you have playing the cha-cha slide four times <laughs> wow. that have an absolute horrible haircut and are missing a button on their shirt. Wow. Well, <laughs> that's, that's a compliment, I would, love, I I would love for that not to be a real scenario that happened, but I went to a wedding in Old Market in December, and that was a scenario that happened. And I went there and planned on not drinking, but it was so bad I had to have a drink. You had to have a drink. If you get Elliot, I'm going to say this right now. I'm promoting Elliot just not because he's my friend, but because he's way better way better than everyone else I have run, ran into out there. Also, check him out at Ribstock. That's right. Ribstock coming up soon here, July 2nd uh, in the summer. Also, got to give a big shout out to Jeremy D. I don't know if you want me to put D in the middle at the end of your name, but anyway, Jeremy, our engineer today at the Make Believe uh, Studios is where we're actually recording uh, this podcast. Uh, oh, we'll have to drop a Make Believe Studios commercial at the beginning of this. Oh, for sure. For sure. So you've heard, If you're listening to this right now, you've heard the studios right if you want to record a podcast in omaha this is the place to do i mean professionalism is bar none here this is I like mean, that drake song where they talk about having champagne in the studio but it's a podcast so regardless of that being said we do have that here we do have champagne and dr pepper and you know what and flip-flop <laughs> and fizzy moscato which is i've never <laughs> seen this before but i've seen it today so please sponsor us flip-flop fizzy moscato that'd be pretty dope uh again this is uh elliot and Pate Smith. That's right. And black guy and the white guy. In the studio. That's right.